channeling the Three Stooges, one of my favorite things growing up in the Southland. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it would be better if we had three stooges here, just got one stooge. This is the Y'all Show, talk with a southern memory. I'm John Raw. We are so glad that you could tune us in on this Thursday edition where we're going to talk about all things Southern like we do each and every day of the Y'all program. Our number, 803-816-1170. You can text that line. You can call that line. The main thing is we have it out there for you to let your fingers do the walking. 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com. On Twitter, we're at Y'all Show. On Instagram, we're Y'all Show. And you can email us, y'all show at y'all.com. Y-A-L-L dot com as we do we try to have the best show out there and we're providing that for you this episode my friends as we go through this hour one of the y'all show when we get to the bottom of the hour we're going to talk about festive south we're going to talk about some festivals going on right now at the end of january for you to consider and also we've got the south's best beaches 11 southern states touch either the gulf of mexico or the atlantic ocean that means five states unfortunately just not quite there from a beach standpoint sorry oklahoma sorry arkansas missouri tennessee west virginia you got the shaft when it came to beachfront (laughs) mississippi you didn't do much better but you do have somewhat of a beach but yeah 11 states so we've got the best beaches of the south coming up Later this hour in our Festive South, you don't want to miss it. I bet you, you can't guess which is number one. It may be a surprise. It may be shocking to some of you. That's ahead in this hour. And then when we get to hour two, my friends, we're going to welcome in our friend, our great friend, our great Southern scribe, Niles Reddick. And he was on our show back in August, and now he's coming back on to talk about fellow writers. Niles penned a bunch of books Got a new book out called Reading the Coffee Grounds, but he's not here really to talk about his own writing career. He's here to talk about his fellow writers and our Buy the Book feature. We're with Niles Reddick in the flesh in hour two, and we're going to learn about some great male and female writers in the South that he's been reading and he would recommend. Also, we're going to learn from Niles some great tips. If you are a, a person who fancies yourself a writer, but you just haven't had the discipline to sit down and write a book, well, Niles will be on an hour or two, and maybe we'll give you that extra oomph that you need to, to get out there and just do it. Just like the old Nike commercial, just do it. Well, you, you can't be a good writer if you don't write. So we'll have Niles to talk about all of that in hour two. Plus an hour two, we've got the SEC spotlight coming your way. The Tennessee Vols, number one in the country, and they had a big game in Nashville Wednesday night. We'll tell you the result of that. And if the Vols are going to be able to hang on to the number one spot entering this weekend and or when the next time a poll comes out, we'll, we, we'll hear, we'll try to get some audio from Rick Barnes, head coach of the Vols, and tell you about other SEC basketball news. And how about the SEC having the number one team in all of college basketball? What a feat. And it's not Kentucky. It's Tennessee we're talking about. Go Big Orange. Vol for life. Whatever the other catchphrases. The Hill. If you're a Tennessee fan, you ought to be smiling from ear to ear. But Well, maybe not. Your football team is pretty lousy. But your basketball team, right now at least, 
number one in the country and marching toward March Madness. And perhaps Tennessee can bring back some kind of big championship to the Volunteer State in a couple of months. We'll have basketball talk for the SEC. We'll also give you the latest in college football news from the SEC. And if you're lucky, I may have a recruiting tidbit or two to throw your way as we're getting close to National Signing Day Part 2. We're less than two weeks away from that early February date. The first Wednesday in February is National Signing Day's historical date, but now we have an early signing day, so high school kids making choices right now. Some are decommitting. We'll try to get you a recruiting blast before we get out of here today in hour two in our SEC Spotlight. Looking at headlines as we start this hour one of the Y'all Show, sad news coming from Sebring, Florida, on Wednesday as five people were fatally shot inside a SunTrust bank in Sebring, and a man has been arrested, 21-year-old Zephan Zaver, I think his last name is pronounced that way, X-A-V-E-R, arrested after the shooting at this SunTrust branch in Sebring. Sebring is in central Florida. I would say it's just south of Lake City, no, no, Lake Wells. And it's about 45 minutes southeast of Tampa and maybe 45 minutes sort of due south of the Orlando area in central Florida for sure. But sure enough, this man opened fire inside the bank Wednesday, killing five people before surrendering to SWAT negotiators. Now, it turns out the governor, the new governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, was in the region on Wednesday, and when he heard about the shooting, he rushed over to Sebring, and he participated in a press conference alongside Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And the governor said, obviously, this is an individual who needs to face very swift and exacting justice. Those are the words of Ron DeSantis. But unfortunately, five Southern souls lost in this awful shooting at a SunTrust bank in Sebring, Florida. SunTrust chairman and CEO Bill Rogers released a statement saying the bank is deeply saddened by the tragic shooting. He said, we are working with officials and dedicating ourselves to fully addressing the needs of all the individuals and families involved. Our entire team mourns this terrible loss. Again, Sebring, Florida, a branch of Sunburst or SunTrust Bank being shot up and five people killed inside this bank. We, we wish their families the best. And of course, a senseless shooting once again, another mass shooting, you could say. Savannah Spurlock. She is a Kentuckian who has disappeared, and now a home tied to a man in Kentucky is being questioned as this case is being searched by police. We're not sure. She's a mother of newborn twins, and she's vanished after leaving a bar with two men. And this happened in the Garrett County, Kentucky, near Richmond, Kentucky. And the home that she vanished in was allegedly owned by the parents of one of the men last seen with the 22-year-old mother and police reportedly seized a vehicle at the address and she's actually the mother of four she just gave those twins a birth a couple of months ago and when she's captured on surveillance video leaving the other bar in lexington kentucky with two men back on january 4th but now she's disappeared and unfortunately we're not sure of this she's described as being five foot tall with brown eyes and brown hair and she colors her hair blonde she also has multiple tattoos, and her mother's urging anyone with information to come forward. And we encourage you, if you know anything about the disappearance of Savannah Spurlock from there in the Lexington, Kentucky area, a mother of four, last seen earlier this month when she left the other 
That's the name of the place, Other Bar in Lexington, Kentucky. Hope for the best there for the Spurlock family. A furloughed Kentucky IRS worker with type 2 diabetes says she's struggling to buy insulin because of the government shutdown. And so she started a GoFundMe page to raise the needed cash. And Herleon Yance has been working at the IRS office in Covington, Kentucky for nearly 30 years. And now her paycheck is being held hostage, according to her. And Yance, who has three children, says she needs her medication as that whole staying alive thing is really important. I'm not sure what the GoFundMe page is for Mrs. Yance, but that's not a good thing. Not a good story there for a Kentuckian who is an IRS worker with type 2 diabetes, an awful thing to have, any type of diabetes, frankly, but needs help buying insulin because of the government shutdown. If you want to help her out, just search her name. Her first name is pronounced or is spelled H-E-R-L-E-A-N, Herlene Yonts, Y-O-U-N-C-E, in Covington, Kentucky, just across the river from Cincinnati. A Georgia cemetery has been found with hundreds of unmarked graves. This is in Moultrie, Georgia. Some people call it Moultrie. But employees doing maintenance work in the woods have found hundreds of these unmarked graves in this South Georgia town. And a local TV station reported that workers for St. James Paul Bearer Cemetery in Moultrie found the graves as they were working in woods near the cemetery. And the property manager says as crews cut trees and started digging up stumps, they found the unmarked graves and they could find no documents that there had ever been a cemetery in those woods. It is believed the graves hold the remains of black slaves dating to the 1800s, and there could be others in the area that need to honor those who've been forgotten. So crosses for the graves have been donated by a local church, and they're being placed at each grave. But it is a rather strange thing how, I don't know if it's by accident or on purpose, but there are a lot of graves just aren't marked and we see more and more people discovering graves oftentimes of black families perhaps when they were slaves but it's not just them we've seen burial grounds for american indians that have been discovered and yours truly allegedly and i only say allegedly it's never been proven but it's an old wise tale in the front yard of my parents home are supposedly two or three former uh, former slaves perhaps they were buried after the civil war but sure enough they're buried in my parents front yard in the home i grew up in and only reason i know that is a, a an older gentleman who was born around 1900 i knew him in my young years and he grew up right in the era and he always said that there were graves in that certain corner of the yard haven't done the ground penetrating radar to confirm that but I'm just telling you from my own experience, at least there's a rumor and probably why would he make that up? And, and, and I'm sure there probably are buried out there. And, you know, sadly, in my entire childhood, even in my adulthood, I haven't really even gone over to that section of the yard and paid any tribute to those people. I have no idea who they are, what they might have done, or maybe they're not even there. I don't know. But I'm only telling you this was I know firsthand unmarked graves perhaps in my own yard and there may be some in your own yard or your own area and maybe take a time out sometime to maybe on a good sunday afternoon 
go by and put a flower down where you think they may be buried and say a good prayer it's not not good to have people buried without some indication that they lived a life and that's that's my bit of advice for the day okay in arkansas unfortunately a 15th flu death has been reported and this a big deal in arkansas right now and the victim was in the 45 to 64 age range and the cdc has reported a total of 19 pediatric deaths nationwide this season one in arkansas so you've got a lot of people who've taken the flu shot but since september at the end of september over 4,000 positive influenza tests have been reported to the adh online database by healthcare providers so yeah in arkansas you're seeing a lot of people coming down with the flu and as we said 15 people already have died in just arkansas with the flu outbreak this winter a majority of the reports in arkansas come from the following counties benton washington pulaski pope faulkner craighead drew baxter clark garland sebastian newton white and carroll counties among flu antigen tests that can distinguish between influenza a and b virus types 79 percent were influenza a and 21 percent were influenza b so yeah you might want to check out your own state wherever you may be living but they're hitting getting hit hard in arkansas right now with now 15 people have died with the flu here this season hopefully those numbers are very low in other states and we'll kind of put a stop to what's going on in the natural state with the flu outbreak jeff bezos he's been in the news he's going through kind of a nasty divorce really his own fault if you want to know the truth but here's some jeff bezos of amazon news that ties into the southland of course jeff bezos has a connection to the south as he was raised at least part of his life in texas around san antonio in fact he is george Strait's cousin yes sir and the amazon ceo did you know this he founded a rocket company a commercial rocket company named blue origin and they're going to break ground on in alabama in the city of huntsville on friday on a promised plant to produce its new next generation rocket engine the plant is going to be located in Huntsville's Cummings Research Park, and it will manufacture Blue Origin's BE-4 engine, which will power the next generation of rockets produced by United Launch Alliance in nearby Decatur, Alabama. The engine is going to be powered by liquid oxygen and liquefied natural gas, and it will end America's reliance on a Russian engine for launching satellites. So Jeff Bezos, who knew that he was into the rocket launch business, But in North Alabama there in the Tennessee Valley, his company now building this gigantic rocket facility there in Huntsville, Blue Origin. I've seen renderings of this plant that's going to be built in Huntsville, and it's it's a massive plant. There are a lot of massive rocket and NASA-related industry projects in the Tennessee Valley of North Alabama. I know I live there, and, and that was a long time ago, and they're still being built in fact, just the other day, some incredibly massive rocket launching system platform, I think it was, was going down the Tennessee River. It actually going up the Tennessee River because it was coming from the Ohio River, going toward Huntsville, going through West Tennessee. Gigantic. People said they'd never seen anything that big. So I don't know what all's going on, but the rocket launching business, pardon the pun, it's booming 
and it sure is in North Alabama. And that is where NASA has kind of their propulsion element is in Huntsville at the Marshall Space Flight Center. All right. Florida is among the worst in the country for road safety, according to an advocacy group, advocacy group, the Highway and Auto Safety. The advocates for highway and auto safety have just released their annual report, and the report comes, it gets a number of safety laws going on in Florida that just don't pass the must, the, the smell test, including Florida's seatbelt use, children in cars, and distracted driving. Florida is one of only 11 states marked with the lowest safety ratings in the country, and Virginia is on there as well as Missouri. Those are the worst of the worst from a road safety standpoint according to this research as far as other states in the south most of them are in the middle range louisiana is the only state that comes in positive on this report coming out from this advocacy group and all those in louisiana i guess you're doing the right thing and you've got good roads and such but yes florida also is behind other states when it comes to laws against distracted driving i don't know what the rules are there are some states that make a huge deal i think georgia i just was coming through georgia the other day and they've got the signs up that if you are texting it is a state law and you'll be busted and you'll be in big trouble buddy if you're texting representative charlie christa congressman the former governor of florida released a statement after the report came out he said quote This report highlights the need to enhance laws governing driving and passenger safety across the U.S. as a strong proponent of making seatbelts mandatory on school buses and efforts to modernize our transportation safety infrastructure. I support any and all common sense measures that will keep Floridians safe. That from former governor and now Congressman Charlie Crist after this report comes out not too positive on his native Florida. Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee is directing all state agencies to find ways to improve how they serve Tennessee's rural regions, and it's his first executive order. He announced this Wednesday as his administration is placing a high emphasis on the development and success of rural areas. And if you know anything about Tennessee, obviously a very large state, and there are plenty of rural areas. I can only think of about three areas that are very urban other than that, it's a pretty rural state. A lot of mountains, a lot of hills, and even arguably a Tennessee Delta in the western portion of the state. This executive order requires all 22 executive departments in Tennessee to submit a statement by May 31st explaining how they're going to serve Tennessee's rural counties. And then the order then asks each department to submit recommendations to improve that service by June 30th. According to the release, Tennessee has 15 distressed counties i don't know exactly what that means but according to the statement it says distressed counties are among the most economically distressed in the nation and you want to know what these distressed counties in tennessee are lake county in west tennessee lauderdale county hardeman county mcnary perry jackson clay grundy van buren bledsoe fentress morgan scott hancock and cock county some in west I don't recognize any of those for being in Middle Tennessee, and I think some are in East Tennessee. So a very diverse state, but right now rural areas kind of becoming a big focus of the brand-new governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee. The former author and New York Times columnist Russell Baker has died at the age of 93. He was a native of Baltimore, 
but spent his later years in Virginia. And he, of course, was known for his work where he won Pulitzers for The Observer, the Times column he wrote for 35 years. In 1983, he wrote his autobiography, Growing Up. Dead now at the age of 93, Russell Baker, a longtime New York Times columnist. If you read the New York Times, you may remember seeing his prose in there. And he has died in Leesburg, Virginia. We've got more headlines from Dixie coming up. And also later this hour, we've got the South's best beaches. Can't wait to tell you what they are. All that ahead, don't go anywhere. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, (laughs) obviously. Uh, Leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial 1. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. back this is the y'all show our number 803-816-1170 john rawl riding shotgun with you here on this 24th day of january and we're going to continue reading some headlines we've got 
the South's best beaches. We're going to tell you what those are in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss that. All right, back to the headlines. We were just bragging about North Alabama being the home of rocket propulsion. Well, in the industry of aviation, we've got another story to tell you that ties into the South. Boeing, the company based out of Washington State, well, they have something called an airborne Uber, uh, and it, it just took place. They flew it Tuesday at the Manassas, Virginia airport, and it's the first flight of the aerospace company's autonomous passenger air vehicle prototype. Sure enough, you can have a pilotless flying car in the future, and they just had their first test flight in northern Virginia. The vehicle is powered by electricity and takes off vertically, and then the fully autonomous craft has a range of as much as 50 miles, according to Boeing. And Tuesday's flight was the first step in what Boeing calls tests to advance the safety and reliability of on-demand autonomous air transportation. So if you thought Uber was cool, and this airborne Uber is going to be a whole new kind of cool. And I guess, I don't, I don't know how high it's going to plan to, to go up. The prototype, by the way, was 30 feet long and 28 feet wide. So it's going to be a long time before you see these mass produced by Boeing, but pretty cool stuff. Kind of Jetsons related, if you ask me, but we're getting there. We are getting there, my friends. And right now, I don't know why they chose Manassas, Virginia for their test flight, but I guess they're trying to show it off to some government people. If they were working this week, they might've been a lot of them furloughed, but yes, that, that happened this week. Hey, how about another aviation related story? But this one comes from Memphis, Tennessee, where they have a little company called FedEx, which has planes flying nonstop around the world. FedEx has been named one of the world's most admired companies by Fortune magazine. Kudos to Fred Smith and company for this. And they have received this special honor. The company was ranked as the 10th most admired company in the world. This is the 19th time FedEx has appeared on the list and the 15th time it has landed in the top 10. And the president and COO of FedEx, David J. Bronzek, said this accomplishment is a direct result of the more than 450,000 FedEx team members around the globe who go above and beyond for our customers every day. And Fortune evaluates roughly 1,500 companies when it comes up with this list and FedEx making the list there in the top 10. I don't know of any other southern companies on the list. So we'll just say kudos FedEx for leading the South, but maybe, maybe somebody else topped them for being the most admired company. Somehow I thought the y'all show would be on that list. Come on, Fortune magazine. Get, get it together, folks. All right. A Maryland man shot at a driver who parked in his assigned parking place. Can you believe that happened in Columbia, Maryland and Howard County, Maryland police said in a statement that officers were called to a Columbia neighborhood earlier this week and found a man visiting a friend there who said a man told him to move his parked vehicle and then fired three shots. The driver wasn't hit, thankfully, but his vehicle was hit twice. And police there in Howard County say surveillance video showed a suspect and they arrested 47-year-old Cornelius Harkham of Columbia later in the day. The men didn't know each other, according to police. And Harkham is charged with attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment and other offenses he's being held without bond all this over parking in the wrong parking place in the assigned parking place he parked there and it it just 
send a person to, to pull out a gun and start shooting. Insane. The ex-prosecutor in North Carolina's uh, Brooke McKinley Webster, 44-year-old. He was a North Carolina prosecutor that evidently lost his job in the past. He's now been convicted of peeping after he violated an agreement which banned him from the campus of Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. And he's been convicted of a misdemeanor secret peeping and second-degree trespass in connection with an incident at Wake Forest at their library there in April of 2017 as campus police escorted Webster off campus and warned him he would be arrested if he ever returned. But then police spotted him on campus last September, and he violated a deferred prosecution agreement that would have kept a conviction off his record if he had complied with all the conditions. But Mr. Webster told investigators he was using the school as a cut-through, and his attorney said he never got out of the car. And he was a former prosecutor in Wilkes and Yadkin counties in the state of North Carolina. But how about that, going from being a prosecutor to now being convicted of being what they call peeping. I don't know if he was looking in at people, but sure enough, he got arrested and now being convicted of this misdemeanor secret peeping and second degree trespass. I guess you can't. He's claiming that it all happened because he was using it as a cut through and he never got out of the car. Well, I don't know too many libraries. As I said, this happened at the Wake Forest University Library. How many libraries can you go through in a car? More to the story, y'all. And it looks like the former prosecutor is getting the other end of the law hammered down upon him right now. All right. Y'all ready for a good redneck-related story? Well, we need a good one here on the Y'all Show. And how about this coming from Monticello, Mississippi? in south mississippi and a man is now being charged with drunk driving after he used his all-terrain vehicle to try to pull his pickup truck off of u.s highway 84 near monticello mississippi 21 year old trenton blackman of natchez was driving his pickup truck when it ran out of gas near monticello and he evidently was hauling an ATV on this trailer, and when the truck stopped running, Blackman used the ATV to try to pull the truck. And while he was doing that, another vehicle crashed into the empty trailer, pushing it under the truck and causing the truck to hit the ATV. Luckily, no one was injured, but Blackman was charged with DUI. And maybe that means driving under the influence, but I believe it might mean dumb. Uh, I don't know what the U mean, but I know what the I would mean. Idiot. Dumb idiot. It should be in this case what DUI means, and so he's he's gotten in a lot of trouble. This twenty-one-year-old Mister Blackman of Natchez, Mississippi, pulling a truck with your ATV on a busy highway, U.S. Highway eighty-four. I've been down that road before. This isn't some back road. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, maybe you had to be drunk to do a stunt like that. All right, this is a story here to wrap up our headlines that's applicable to the entire south because one thing if you are dyed in the wool southern like i am and probably like you are there's one thing we all have in common unless for religious reasons this may be something you don't do we love bacon we love it love it love it we can eat bacon at breakfast we can eat it at lunch we can eat it as a snack we can eat it at supper or dinner 
depending on how you call it, we like our bacon. Well, McDonald's, God bless you. How about this story? And if you've ever dreamed of bacon on your fries or your McDouble at McDonald's or even your McFlurry, who the heck wants bacon on a McFlurry? But if you want it, Mickey D's is going to make it happen for you. On Tuesday, January 29th, this coming Tuesday, from the hours of 4 to 5 p.m. only, at McDonald's, you can order bacon on any menu item at no extra charge. It's being called Bacon Hour. And you can have all the bacon you want. McDonald's has decided to give the gift of free bacon after their limited time offer of free bacon on the classics like the Big Mac Bacon Burger, Quarter Pounder with Bacon, and the Cheesy Bacon Fries. And this is a true story. I've seen it tweeted out by at McDonald's on Twitter. And they put, the best things in life start with bacon and end with more bacon. So starting January 30, you can get bacon on three of our classics for a limited time. <laughs> at participating McDonald's. So this actually may not be at every single McDonald's, as I like to call it. But if you're lucky enough to live near a McDonald's that's participating come Tuesday, January 29th, bacon. Can you imagine how many people are going to run in there after hearing this story on Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m.? It gives you a reason to go to McDonald's. I just wish they here McDonald's, if you're listening, why don't you have the McRib all year long? I love McRib. But if they had McRib, maybe a McRib with bacon? Woo! That would be delicious. Hint, hint, McDonald's. Hey, hint, hint, Burger King, Hardee's, and Wendy's. That's a good idea. Why don't y'all come out with a McRib knockoff of your own and put bacon on it? And here I am on a diet. What am I talking about? <laughs> All right, we have got... More coming your way after the timeout. We're going to talk some traveling. Y'all ready to travel? We've got some great festivals coming up here in the closing days of January. And we'll let you know the South's Best Beaches. That list just came out from southernliving.com. We'll tell you where you should be heading when it warms up a little bit. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now is the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Unison presents a bedtime story. A lot of people ask me, Hey Einstein, how do you get all those ideas? My formula is simple. Get a good night's sleep. Because sleep equals dreams. 
and dreams are where the magic happens. With Unisom sleep tabs, you get to your dreams faster because you'll fall asleep 33% faster. So good night, sleep tight, and keep your dreams alive with Unisom. Versus placebo in a clinical study. Use as directed. Final segment of Hour One. This is the Y'all Show. Thank you, Susie Bogus. Yeah, we're going to drive south now on the Y'all Show because it's Dixie Destination time. Festive South is what we like to call, where you can go check out some awesome festivals here at the end of January, moving into February. We have some great places for you to consider hopping in the car or truck and going driving south or driving east west north whichever way you need to go to get to these cool festivals and in just a sec we're going to switch over i'm going to tell you the south's best beaches according to southern living we have the list there perhaps your favorite place to go in the summer months is on the list all right if you want to go to a really cool festival in the coming days we've got a few to share with you we've got the space coast birding and wildlife festival taking place january 23rd to 28th in titusville florida need to go see that if you like birds and you like wildlife and you like florida 23rd to 28th space coast birding and wildlife festival you can go to the website scbwf.org in charleston south kagalaki on january 27th it's the low country oyster festival you can go to the restaurant association for charleston's website it's called charleston restaurant association.com slash oyster dash fest january 27th in the holy city the low country oyster festival in wilmington north carolina on january 31st february 1st and february 2nd it's the north carolina jazz festival wilmington and beaches.com the website to go and learn more about that if you're listening to us in the western portion of the south in lake charles louisiana on january 31st through february 2nd it's the southwest district livestock show and rodeo in lake charles you can go to the website visit lakecharles.org to get all the juicy details now flipping the calendar over to the month of february if you're not ready to quite go this week or next week to a festival well here february 1st and 2nd in murfreesboro tennessee the borough the home of the blue raiders they've got the southern invitational truck and tractor pool going on the website is southernmotorsports.net show your true southerness and some may argue your true redneck self by going to a truck and tractor pool and i can say that friends i have been to a truck and tractor pool it's been a couple of decades but i've been so i'm not one to bash without knowing i i actually enjoyed it from what i remember i've also been to a rodeo i think that's a rite of passage for anybody in the south it doesn't mean you need to go to every single one of them 
but you should go to a rodeo at some point. You should go to a truck and tractor pull at some point. But here's maybe the third of the triumvirate that I have yet to check off. The other rednecky type thing that I've yet to do is I have not been. Well, actually, I think there would be four things now that I think about it. Okay, you got truck and tractor pulls, rodeos. Then the other two things that are kind of similar, but that I, I think are a little bit different is I've not been to a monster truck thing. I think they call them rallies in some cases. And I know kids love those things. I have not been to a monster truck event. So take my Southern credentials away if you need to. And then the last thing, and I I guess I'm kind of proud that I haven't been to this one. I've done two of these things, two out of four. The other thing, have you done this? I've not been to a wrestling event. I've not been to see the Ric Flairs and the Hulk Hogan's and whoever else is out there wrestling these days. No WWE for me, but maybe for you. But, hey, if you want to go to Truck and Tractor Pool, February 1st and 2nd, in the borough, Murfreesboro, right there in Rutherford County, it's the Southern Invitational Truck and Tractor Pool. In Pensacola, awesome place, City of Five Flags. They've got the Double Bridge Run going on February 2nd. It is doublebridgerun.com, the website. Always good to get to Pensacola on the Emerald Coast, and you can participate maybe if you want to get out and do a little running. Pensacola, good place to be in early February. Covington, Tennessee, near Memphis. I want to go to this. I want to go to this. It's the Covington Chocolate Tour 2019 taking place in Covington on February 9th. The website to go to, it's a long one, so you might want to go back and listen to our podcast so you you, you get this down. Go to the website tnvacation.com slash events slash Covington dash chocolate dash tour dash 2018. Got all that? I didn't think so. I, I bet if you Google Covington Chocolate Tour You'll get all the info you need to go to Covington and participate in the Chocolate Tour 2019. I have no idea how chocolate and Covington were tied together. Maybe Hershey's has a secret factory there, but I would bet it would be a lot of fun. What what else are you doing on February 9th? Go to Covington. And finally, in Stewart, Florida, on the Atlantic coast, down around Palm Beach, on February 9th and 10th, You've got the 32nd Annual Arts Fest going on at Stewart, and you can go to the website martinarts.org to get the lineup of what all is going on. How about that 32nd Annual Arts Fest in Stewart, Florida? Good job there by all. Now, speaking of Florida and going down to a place like Stewart and the beautiful areas we have in the south, we have 11 southern states, 11 of our 16 states, have beaches did you know that yes sir we got them all y'all on the atlantic coast we've got gulf of mexico sorry tennessee west virginia kentucky missouri and arkansas oklahoma too you kind of you kind of got left off of the beach thing however other states are proud of their beaches southernliving.com has released the south's best beaches and here on the y'all show we're going to tell you what these beaches are and again don't take your hate out on me this is according to southern living and they ought to know they've been doing this southern thing a while you think all right here's a place you got to go a long way to get to one of the south's best beaches south padre island down near brownsville texas place that spring breakers love to go to it is the number 10 best beach in the south 
number nine on the beach list wrightsville beach north carolina i was just there last year in december it's right beside wilmington and it's a great little waterfront town established in 1899 got a lot of sand in the surf wrightsville beach north carolina on the top 10 list of best beaches and the good thing about wrightsville beach if you're a person that likes to go to the beach and you like to have stuff to do it is literally five minutes from there to all of the stuff you need in a, in a pretty big town called wilmington so you will not get bored in riceville beach i promise you and they got some good food there too number eight you want to be around a place with a lot of stuff going on virginia beach virginia comes in at number eight on this list and i have not been to virginia beach i, I it's really the only beach that i'm aware of in virginia virginia kind of got uh they got the short end of the stick when it came to beaches i guess you could consider that little area that it's kind of an island to itself for the rest of virginia has a beach or two it's mostly park area uh, what do they call that the eastern shore maybe I, I forgot what it is but it's attached to maryland and delaware sorry virginians I, I don't i know your upper necks i know you got those necks this is not what i'm talking about but virginia beach comes in at number eight on the list of best beaches in the south hey as i was just talking about virginia has that little portion kind of off to itself and just above that is maryland well that's where you'll find ocean city in maryland and it has 10 miles of public beaches on the atlantic and an iconic three mile long wooden boardwalk in ocean city i have not been to ocean city in the summertime so hey that looks like a good option maybe in 2019 if you want to go do something different ocean city maryland one of the best beaches in dixie tybee island georgia it's known as savannah's beach 18 miles from historic savannah and it comes in at number six on the list next up a place i spent a couple of summers living in when i was in college isle of palms right beside charleston and it uh, it's just like kind of like what i was telling you about wrightsville beach it's only a 15 20 minute drive to get from the isle of palms over to mount pleasant or into charleston it's the home of the wild dunes resort which i've stayed in awesome place great golf lovely place isle of palms south carolina has another beach coming in at number four i promise i didn't write this list this was coming to you from southernliving.com myrtle beach myrtle beach kind of the panama city of the atlantic and it comes in at number four they got lots of fun stuff to do good beaches and of course the band alabama got their start at the bowery in myrtle beach south carolina the number four best beach in the south now at number three destin florida we love destin love those sandy white beaches love that emerald green water oh what a great place on the florida panhandle i can sure subscribe to the fact that destin comes in at number three amen but if destin's number three what the heck's number two and number one on southern living's list of best beaches in the south well just to the west of destin you got gulf shores and orange beach alabama these two towns right beside each other on the eastern shore of alabama's gulf coast and condos are certainly down there but a lot of great things to do and you can go to gulf shores and orange beach on the gulf coast right now and stay affordably until really gets crowded in a couple of months but congrats to gulf shores and orange beach coming in at number two on southern living's best beaches of the south and drum roll your number one beach in the south according to southernliving.com hilton head island south carolina and here's the info coming from southern living about hilton head island best known for golf at classic resorts like sea pines and palmetto dunes 
Hilton Head Island has been around for a while, incorporated in 1983, and has grown comfortable in its own skin. Explore flat, wide Atlantic beaches and waterways that are ideal for paddling. Number one beach in all of the South, Hilton Head Island in Beaufort County, South Carolina. Bluffton's right beside it, a place I'd love to live one day if the good Lord's willing. And I could live at Hilton Head too, no problem there good lord all right that is a list of the best beaches from southernliving.com aren't y'all ready to hit the beach right now and i don't care if it's virginia beach hilton head destin isle of palms riceville beach we'll take any of them i'll even go to south padre island my friends all right we've got hour two heading your way next and we have always good stuff coming your way we've got a special guest going to be with me niles reddick and we're going to talk about books with niles plus we'll have our sec spotlight Tennessee, the Vols are the number one team in all the land when it comes to men's college basketball. And we'll salute the Vols and give you an update on all things else, SEC basketball and SEC football. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the Purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. It's the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent here on this Thursday edition. We are broadcasting across the Southeast with our message about how cool the South is. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have our SEC spotlight. The Tennessee Vols are the number one team in all the land in college basketball. We'll discuss that, and we'll talk about what else is going on in SEC basketball this weekend. Some big games going on in the conference, and we'll give you the latest SEC football news and our SEC spotlight of the Y'all Show. Our number, 803-816-1170. If you want to reach out here, we'd love to get your feedback on the South, whether it's SEC sports or anything else regarding football or even cooking or politics or news or even books. We welcome that feedback here on the Y'all Show. Great to have a special guest joining me right now on the Y'all Show, Niles Reddick. We had him on in late August. We actually had Niles co-host an entire show, but we only have him for this short time period now in our Y'all by the Book Spotlight, where we look at what else is available on newsstands or books in bookstores around the region and go online to Amazon or other websites to buy your books. We love to promote books and Southern literature on the show. And Niles is the author of a whole bunch of books. His latest read, if you want to go check it out, it's called Reading the Coffee Grounds. And we talked about that in the fall, but we also encourage you to go 
pick up a copy of that. And Niles, welcome back to the Y'all Show. Thank you. I can't believe it's been that long. It has been. We talked just before the SEC That's football amazing. season started because we had a Gamecock expert on That's that right. day. And he was saying how great their season was going to be. And it was it was okay. It wasn't as good as their rival Clemson. <laughs> no, it wasn't. How you been, sir? Good, good. Good, good, good to, to see you. We're going to talk to Niles mainly about other authors today and may also talk as, as Niles is a factory of writing. He is a guy who literally wakes up every day and writes, if you had to guess how many words before you actually go work at another job. Probably... Um thousand words a thousand words a day some people don't write a thousand words a year and he he does it every single day well niles let's let's remind folks about some of your books reading the coffee grounds your latest one then you also have drifting drifting too too far far from from the shore shore is another awesome book that i actually have passed on to my mother and she's really enjoyed that good good so it's it's mama approved there you go that's all that matters but your book count has helped to how many now uh i've done four books four books Two, two story collections and two novels. So. And you can check out Niles, um, do a simple Google search and you'll see all those. Niles, yeah. by the way, is N I L E S. Last name mm-hmm. is R E D D I C K. Yeah, and uh, I'm on, uh, I, you can Google my website. Yes. Uh, all that's on there. Is it NilesReddick.com? Yeah, NilesReddick.com. Nobody else wanted that domain? You know, it's amazing <laughs> somebody didn't have it because there is another Niles Reddick is out it? there. Okay. Yeah. Young guy. Oh, okay. Well, you're a young guy, too. <laughs> not as young as he is. Well, Niles, when you're not writing and you're a guy who also you, – you, you, you communicate with other writers and you attend like the Southern mm-hmm. Literary Book Festival that was in Nashville a couple mm-hmm. months ago and you go yeah. around to other book events. What are some of the great reads that our audience might want to be considering right now as we turn the page to a brand new year? What are some of the things that you would recommend or some of the authors that have some stuff coming up? Well, I tell you, I just finished – a. Um, a nonfiction book really? by River Jordan. Oh, yeah, from uh, Nashville. And she's from Nashville, does Clear Story Radio uh, out of Nashville. And uh, River's got a new book coming out um, called Confessions of a Christian Mystic. And it's a very interesting kind of nonfiction work about her uh, experiences and uh, she's written a few novels as well, and also uh, another nonfiction book called Praying for Strangers that okay. came out uh, a few years ago and uh, is wildly successful. River's a pretty um, nationally known best-selling author, so uh, I would highly recommend it. This, I, I this find her ri- writing um, astoundingly well, uh, but she the new book is going to be coming out with um, Hatchet Books, okay. which is a division of... Maybe Harper, I can't. One of the big publishers, okay. I can't remember out of New York, but um, just a delightful book. I wrote a review uh, for her, um, and she's in the new book called Southern Writers' Own Writing. So okay. if you're, you know, if you're interested in learning how to write or reading author stories about writing and how they do it and their craft and uh, all of that, then that book is published by um, University of Mississippi Press. Okay. Uh, and River has an essay in that book as as well as I. Okay. So it's a good book, too. And you called this book by River Jordan uh, nonfiction. Is it an autobiography? It, it, I would say it is. Um, she, she, It's more like a memoir. Um, I mean, she's not really old enough to have an autobiography, I don't think. You know? I don't know, 40s, oh, is maybe okay. 50s. But um, but it's, you know, a, a huge chunk of her life. Okay. And, and really from a different perspective, you know, about her own 
personal dealings with faith, the concept of faith as a Christian and how she lives her life. And it's it's just a really insightful book, I thought. All right. Well, River Jordan is yeah. the name. And again, the name of this new book is? Confessions of a Christian Mystic. Confessions. I love that title, too. It's a great title. Well, that's not, that's a good one. But I like the name of yours, like reading Coffee Grounds. That's yeah. And you know, John, whenever you read somebody else's book, and I try to read, um, you know, I'm a slow reader because I think I, I stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. But I, I love reading. And uh, whenever I read a book, it always inspires me, okay. you know, and I read her title and the first thing I thought of was, dang, I wish I had come up with a title <laughs> like that. Well, you still write, so we'll, we'll work on another one for you sometime. Niles, what's another book that's on the Niles approved list of authors and books? You know, Lee Smith has a new book out, too. It's not brand new, but it's within the past year or two. Um, I saw Lee. She's a North Carolina writer and um, uh, has written a ton of um, fiction uh, through the years and and probably will go down to history as one of the great Southern writers, I think, um, like Faulkner, Eudora Welty, or Flannery O'Connor. But Lee Smith has a new book out called Dime Store, um, and I think it, too, um, is one of those that will, will leave a mark. Um, I saw Lee at the Southern Festival of Books in Nashville and did a panel with her and, and just think so much of her writing and all that she's done for other writers throughout her uh, career. Well, you just mentioned two female authors, River Jordan and Lee Smith. And you're a writer, too. Yeah. So what do they do that makes you admire their work? What, what do they do maybe a little different from well, you what know, you do? They all, they, all writers do that. Okay. Um, you know, each person has his or her own style. Um, and, you know, when you, when you pick something up, I've got a stack of books next to my chair that I haven't read yet that I'm getting ready to read. Um, and, and, you know, each one of them has that own unique style, and it just really – kind of lets you see the world from their perspective, which is always going to be different from your perspective. But you will, because we're all share this humanity thing, and we share, at least with Southern writers, that Southern thing, there's always things in there that you can connect with and relate to, and that I find very inspiring to me. Uh, You know, there were several things that uh, River had written about that that made me think about. Uh, One was... um, losing a losing a child you know or losing a baby you know a lot of people have um miscarriages or stillborns and 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 then you know life goes on you know and you just kind of move on and you have other children and you don't really think about that Uh and maybe what would have happened or whatever and she had written about that um in that book and it just made me think of that for myself and think you know my gosh i had forgotten that we you know, lost a baby one time and that maybe I should write about that. And so I did. And it was a it, it's really a nonfiction piece that I just finished. But uh, it was a really good piece. Well, most of your work has been uh, fiction. Most of it is fiction. Yes. And I want to ask you as a fiction writer who's written a half bushel of books in your history. How how do you kind of separate real life, your real life experiences when you sit down in front of the computer to write a book? How do you kind of say this isn't nonfiction. I'm writing this is fiction and how do you mix that with 
the make-believe stuff that you put in there to, that makes it a fictional book. You know, it's very it's very difficult to do that. Is it? Um, I haven't tried, so I'll I take mean, your word. Well, I don't mean it's difficult in in a sense that you sit down and you struggle for hours, you know, in front of a screen. Right. I just turn on the computer and start writing. Okay. You know, and typically when I start writing, I have some concept of what I'm going to write, but that's it. I don't have names. I don't have how it's going to turn out, and it just kind of flows out of okay. me sometimes. But um, what I find interesting is that it can be, you know, a lot of the fiction things that I write about are things that are based in reality that may have really happened. You know, for example, this is a stupid story. but <laughs> um, We like stupid stories. I just, I just had a story published yesterday in – uh, a, a magazine in Colorado called Tulip Tree. They actually are a publishing company and they have their own magazine. And I submitted a story to them called Yellow Bus. And I've written a kind of a school bus story before um, when I got stopped behind a stool, school bus on the way to uh, my job about four times, which just infuriated me because I was running behind. Uh, and so I wrote a story about that. But this one is different because this one is about, um, you know, there's a person who lives. I probably shouldn't say this. There's somebody in my neighborhood who started driving a school bus. Ah. OK. And so um, we have a homeowners association. And so some of the neighbors don't like the fact that now there's this bus parked on the street. OK. And so they're complaining about it. And I thought, what would, you know, what, wonder what made the person decide to do this, you know, and, and I can't imagine that the, that they're making as much as what their house payment has got to be, you know, in that neighborhood. So anyway, I just conjured up this kind of whole fabricated scenario just based on that, the concept, Uh you know, which I heard about from a neighbor. You know, while I was in the yard cutting the bushes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe we need to look into how much school bus drivers are getting paid. Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. Well, and, you know, the fact of the matter is that it just goes to show you how a simple conversation with a writer is going to impact that writer to maybe come up with a whole story about something. Uh, And that happens to me all the time. This is the Y'all Show. We're talking with Niles Reddick. We've got our SEC spotlight coming up in a few minutes. We'll go to a little break. Niles, when we come back, I want to have you talk about some of your fellow male authors. Sure. And maybe some good reads you suggest in our Y'all Buy the Book spotlight on this Thursday edition. Stay with us. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Um, I'm away right now, (laughs) obviously. Uh, Leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose-N-L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose-N-L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. 
so it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Herpes and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Welcome back to the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl, joined by our friend Niles Reddick, author of a bunch of books, including his latest, Reading the Coffee Grounds. Go to NilesReddick.com to learn more, and you can order off your website, right? I don't know. Niles. Um, I think you can. <laughs> but Amazon, you know, yeah, you can get sure, Amazon, but I think you'd get more money yourself I, if you, if you I had I don't some. think so. Uh, it's the same. Amazon's going to take a cut off. I, they're all going to take something. Let me tell well, you, you don't make nothing if you write right. unless you're a bestseller. Well, evidently, <laughs> Niles will will help you out on that. We're talking with Niles not about only his writing, but the writing of others. We've already promoted Lee Smith of North Carolina and River Jordan of Nashville in the previous segment. Hey, the guys out there writing books are a little jealous. So, Niles, I want to get your thoughts about as a writer, some of your fellow authors out there and some of the new works. They have what, what what do you recommend sir well i've i've got a stack of books that sit next to my chair yeah um that i'm getting ready to read um but i just did finish um back in the fall uh reading Inman major's newest novel um he's out of virginia oh yeah and we've had Inman him on the show has written uh a number of uh, novels uh-huh and uh, I just I love Inman as a person, as a human being, but as a writer, he really has a um, very unique kind of uh, what I would call a postmodern way of uh, writing. And, he, you know, he's got some humor in it. I like a good humor story. Um, and so I like Inman a lot. Um and I actually liked all of his books, but I, I did a review for him on that book. I'm getting ready to read. Penelope Lemon uh, is the one. Pene- Penelope yeah. Lemon is the newest one. And it's yet. about a fictitious town in northern Virginia. It, it is, but, it, you know, it's any town USA. I mean, it's any suburban town USA. The setting, and this is funny. You'll like this, John. I, you know, I write a lot of what I don't think about, really. 
about Southern fiction. I mean, I just, I'm a Southerner. And so I went to New York back in May. I did a gig at a KGB literary bar and club in New York. <laughs> okay. And with a bunch of. Does New that York have anything people. to do with like the old Russian KGB? Well, it's named that and it's actually okay. red. Is it? Okay. It's called the Red Room. Huh? Anyway, it was. A All right, big, we're hanging out with Niles. See yeah, you later, we, Niles. We had a good time. But anyway, um, all of these people were from New York and, yeah. you know, the Northeast. And they, I know them from Facebook and Twitter, and I've never met any of them. They invited me to come and read. So I showed up to read, and I got on stage and started reading. And, and they were laughing, of course. They're laughing because, by the way, folks, Niles Reddick <laughs> is is a Southern boy. If you couldn't tell, he is from South Georgia, Valdosta to be specific. So they, shout out to Valdosta, Lowndes County. They really did not know that I was from the South. Oh, you got to be kidding me! They thought because I with a name like Niles, I must be British. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean you're not? So they just the old chap. They thought that was hilarious that I had come up there all the way from you know from Tennessee to, yeah. to do this, but it. It was a lot of fun. I, Paul Beckman is another one. I love his flash fiction. Okay. Um, I just Tell people what that, that is, flash fiction. Flash fiction is really a very short, short story. Like um, how short? Oh, my gosh. They range from 100 words to 2,000 words. Okay. And then in, when you get into 2,000, 1,500 on up really is a short story. So flash fiction means that there's no excuse for the whole world to say that they're not a writer. You anybody can write a hundred words. Well you would think so, but to tell a story in a in a more condensed way and to capture it well is actually harder to write uh, than writing a long one, I think. Okay. But I'm I just do it because it works for you me. You do flash fiction. I do you, a lot you of do no, you do all types of writing. Mm-hmm. He's a writing machine, y'all. I enjoy um, different Venues and you're a pretty funny guy too. I know if you haven't been able to catch Niles Reddick before, he sometimes speaks across the South to audiences and really leaves the room howling in laughter. And of course, talks about his own stories that he shares in his books. Any other male authors? Or, or any other male authors you would recommend before we switch over to um, something else? Yeah, I would recommend Raymond Atkins out of Georgia. I'm re- I'm getting ready to read his new uh, novel, which is called Set. Um, S-E-T? Set, um, time, okay. set, something. Okay. And uh, Joe Lee out of Mississippi. Joe has written a novel, more of a mystery kind of novel, and I'm just now getting into his book as well. So do you have multiple books that you're reading at the same time? Do you- I, I do. Okay. And, um, you know, then I read sometimes and I, I can't finish it. I mean, I just put it aside. And usually those are the ones on the bestseller list or something. Somebody loans me. You know, people are always loaning me a book. Okay. Say, oh, I think you'll really like this. And then I read a chapter and I'm like, well, no, hell, I don't like this. What <laughs> makes you think I would like this? Anyway. Is there um, a rhyme or reason to the books that you read on a particular day? If you're having a good day, do you like to read a type of book? If you're having a depressing day, is there another? No, not okay. really. I just like, I enjoy reading. I really like reading Southern writers. I think they... Um, they inspire me probably more than others, but I, but you know, there's other people who write. I've got a good friend in California named Matthew Calais, and Matthew um, wrote a collection of stories called Los Angeles, which is L O S S. Really, all of the stories are about loss, a theme of loss, and I think he's one of the best writers in America. 
Tell us that name again. Matthew Calais. It's C-A-I-L-L-E-R. It doesn't, you know, in the South, we'd call him Caller or something, <laughs> but it's really not that at all. That he's fellow French. from California is what we call him in he's the South. A, he's a French guy. Oh, um, okay. But anyway, he is, I think he his writing is beautiful. He does poetry and uh, fiction, and he's won so many awards, and he's young. He's in his 30s. He's going to be... He'll go down. He'll be on the bestseller list one day with some. All right, stuff. you heard it here on the y'all buy the book feature with Niles Reddick. Help us out, now. Niles. If someone is, they're just they've been talking about it forever. They're gonna sit down and write a book, but they just haven't done it. What is your advice to the would-be authors like yourself? Get you know, quit talking and start writing. I mean, you can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. You know, and and but if you don't have action. Nothing's ever going to happen. And so you just have to sit down and do it. I didn't, you know, I wrote a bunch of crap. You know, I wrote two or three novels that never got published, and they were awful. I go back today and look at some of that stuff, and it's like, you know, a kindergartner wrote it or something. You've even shared with us here that you've written novels that you forgot about. I forgot. I wrote some of them, yeah, but then I can't remember what I did yesterday anymore. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but you said it. So get off your butt and do it is the whole point. That's right. As a guy who interviews people like I do, I always have the the theory that everybody has a story. You can interview anybody in the world and have an, a compelling interview I feel like everybody has a story they also can put down on paper. And so why not sit down and write? Yeah. I I think that part of that was inspired by family because uh, my grandmother wanted to be a writer. She actually wrote a book um, about the Okefenokee Swamp down in South Georgia. And um, And North Florida. But back then in her day, you know, in probably the 40s or 30s, um, women weren't supposed to write. You know, they were not supposed to go to college and write and do those things. And so I remember her telling me, I said, well, you know, Granny, what happened to that book? I was thinking maybe she still had it around. I could do something with it. And she said that her um, mother had thrown it into the fireplace and burned it and told her she had to go get married and and have children Ooh. and get a job. And that's a kind of a awful way to – and I thought, you know – that's a shame, you know, and so a part of me, I think, honors people like that who really wanted to, but then just could never do it, you know, for whatever reason. And sometimes it's family and sometimes it's other things. But What about people that are scared to do it for two reasons? One, because maybe they don't have the grammar skills they feel like and they just feel like I can't put down on paper something that people are going to laugh at because I don't know the King's English that well. And then the other people who have the attitude that why I write something, nobody cares what I have to say. Yeah. I'd say two things. One, uh, get in a group. There's always a group wherever you live that a support group of other writers who are doing it, they can help you with the grammar. Okay. You know, and then secondly, if you've got a good enough story, that's what editors are for. You know, they're supposed to read and find all those mistakes. Um, that's their job. So I wouldn't worry so much about that. I would just get it down and get it into a cohesive kind of way to read it. I'm saying that, and I don't write that way. But, you know, if you watch a movie, everything has a beginning, middle, and end. And so I would say keep that in mind as you write, because most people write that way, and that's the way 
publishers want to see it, I think. Those are the ones that sell, that are popular. And remember, there's different types of writing. You don't have to necessarily write a novel or a book. You can contribute to magazines, as I know you do. And obviously, I've had a magazine that I published. So I'm very good at small articles, 750 words and all that. Going and putting it all in a book is a whole nother animal for someone like me. You mentioned movies and things like that. Have you done a screenplay before? No, I've never done a screenplay. You can today. Um, now, my friend Matthew, I mentioned a little while ago, he's doing screenplays. But, okay. You know, my books are being considered by some screenwriters. Okay. Um, but I don't know, you know, that that'll ever amount to anything. Can you imagine how many things they try, they get? Oh, come on, think. Niles. Come um, on. But anyway, I. Um, that's a whole different kind of way to write that you don't um, have necessarily a desire to do. I I kind of would like to learn it, but oh. I, I don't have the time. Okay. That's the big issue for me is time. Sure. Well, if that if you're listening to this and you have more of an interest in that, just like we said about any type of writing, just get up and do it because you can't take it to your grave. You've got to get out there and do and it. How many stories have gone away because people didn't tell them? You know, that's what I wonder sometimes. All right. Anything else book-wise we need to be on the lookout for before we close up with you, sir? Um, What's up next for you, sir? I'm thinking about a new novel, Ah. um, a historical novel. Ah. Uh, But I don't know yet if I want to do it. Oh, Um, come on. I I encourage you. I want to do it, but (laughs) I I may start out with a long story and see where it goes. All right. Well, we need all the history novels and history Writing this is period. a good one. This would be a good oh, one. Oh, we, we're, we're <laughs> why don't we just close this interview now and you can go ahead and start typing away. <laughs> Niles Reddick has been our special guest. Buy the book. Again, you can go to his website, Niles Reddick. That's R-E-D-D-I-C-K.com and learn more about this Georgia native and the great works that he's had, including the latest book from Niles, Reading the Coffee Grounds. Niles, thanks for letting us Thank you. talk books with you. We'll Thank see you, you down John. the road. Good to see you. All right. We'll have our SEC spotlight after the break. We've got info on the Tennessee Vols, the number one basketball team in the land. And we've got other basketball and college football notes to pass along, too, as we wrap up this Thursday, y'all. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now is the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 1414. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1414. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Unison presents a bedtime story. A lot of people ask me, Hey Einstein, how do you get all those ideas? My formula is simple. Get a good night's sleep. Because sleep equals dreams. 
and dreams are where the magic happens. With Unisom sleep tabs, you get to your dreams faster because you'll fall asleep 33% faster. So good night, sleep tight, and keep your dreams alive with Unisom. Versus placebo in a clinical study. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Uh, hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Go Big Orange. This is the Y'all Show. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. You know that song, Rocky Top, as the Tennessee Vols are the number one team in college basketball. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And unlike 2008, when Tennessee went into Nashville to play a game against the uh, against the Vanderbilt Commodores the day after they were acclaimed to be the number one team in the country, Wednesday night at Memorial Gymnasium in Nashville against Vanderbilt, Tennessee survived in overtime to win 88-83, to an epic game. And as a result of this, Tennessee remains perfect in SEC play. They're 17-1 and overall. Vanderbilt drops down to 9-9. Nine and nine. Vanderbilt still has not won a single SEC game, but tough loss. Vanderbilt came to play Wednesday night. Aaron Meesmith. He led the doors with 24 points. Neesmith, a great game there. Grant Williams, meanwhile, for Tennessee, 43 points. And this game would not have been a Tennessee win if not for Williams. As the Charlotte, North Carolina native, he sank, get this, 23 of 23 free throws in the win in Nashville. That's better than 100%. <laughs> I can do math. He was perfect, 23 for 23 you go try to do 23 for 23 in anything i bet you couldn't count to 23 23 times in a row and not screw up well grant went there in a very pressured environment on the road memorial is a tricky place to play and tennessee survives and they won't have to deal with the embarrassment of losing a game to vanderbilt at least not this day and congrats to coach rick barnes and all the falls Big Orange, you got something to be excited about on Rocky Top. And right now, Tennessee is marching toward not only March Madness, but look, if things go their way, and right now I don't see them slipping up, but maybe a time or two, perhaps, in SEC play, Tennessee could easily be one of your national seeds when the brackets get set in March Madness. But a huge win for Tennessee. Now, if you saw the game like I did, at the end, it got ridiculous. Are you tired, if you're like me, of seeing all the refs? stop play go look at a tv monitor and then the way they call these fouls and and look nobody can really tell when balls bounce off these players at such a high rate of speed it it just takes away from the game in my opinion and i think a lot of you would agree 
college basketball is a fun sport but boy all these replays and i think it's just more apparent in basketball as opposed to football they just rush over there for the dumbest reason and it just it's just a waste of time in my opinion and and i think it's going to hurt the sport long term if they don't figure a way to let some of that stuff slide and keep on playing because it it, and certainly in basketball it really stops the momentum maybe in football because of so many players involved maybe it's not quite a big a deal when they go look at the handful of replays they may have in a game but college basketball it's just a whole other story but a huge win for tennessee 88 to 83 well we had told you we might have rick barnes some audio from him following the big win we weren't able to uh, achieve that goal of getting coach barnes of tennessee on here however hey we're going to go one step better austin stanley is a nashville-based journalist and a ut grad he's one of the members of a to z sports you can go to their website a to z sports nashville.com they do an incredible job covering all of the nashville area sports teams like the predators and the titans but they also carry information about vanderbilt and ut and he was doing a live chat after the big win for tennessee on wednesday night and uh, i had a chance to talk to alliston a couple of weeks ago and and i'll tell you more as we hope to have him on as a regular guest but he was so eloquent in his recap of wednesday night's game that we thought we'd give you a little taste of what he was saying to his audience on a to z sports nashville this is austin stanley now recapping the tennessee win against vanderbilt really bad undisciplined play from the vols rick barnes uh, has another coaching opportunity. So, man, I mean, what a what a terrible officiate, terribly officiated game on both ends. As um, Lorelai on Twitter says, pretty sure I saw bad missed calls on both sides. But go off, I'm going off because Tennessee was bailed out by Grant Williams and uh, by the referees because that flagrant one uh, near the end of regulation allowed. Um, allowed Tennessee to get back in that game. I thought that when Matt Ryan hit that pull-up jumper in the short corner at the end of the shot clock, I thought that was ball game. And and you know what? It ended up not being Tennessee. You got to credit Tennessee for keeping the fight. But uh, Bryce Drew, tip the cap to Bryce Drew. The guy coached up an incredible game. Uh, Saban Lee was really impressive. Uh, Dribbling the basketball, couldn't make a couple free throws there at the end. But uh, Sham says two straight games, the Vols look beatable, concerning even though they get the win. I mean, Alabama's a good team. Um, Tennessee was up big in the first half of that um, game and, and, and let the, the, you know, the pedal off there, and Petty scored 30. Uh, but Tennessee found a way to win. And look, you're, you're going to have close games. You know, if you're going to win the SEC, you're going to lose some games. That's, I think Tennessee can go 14 and 4 in SEC play, and that's respectable because this league is good. And we've talked about today, this morning on A to Z Sports about how, uh, about how tough the, the last five or six games of, of, uh, the, the regular season is for Tennessee. Um, so look, if they go 14 and 4, or or fifteen and three in in SEC play. I think Tennessee's in a good spot. From A to Z Sports Nashville dot com. That was one of the co hosts of that show, Austin Stanley, talking after Tennessee's big win over Vanderbilt on Wednesday night. And A to Z Sports is something you can catch every day. They do a video podcast, and it's about an hour long recap of all things sports for tennessee in the state as well as mostly in the nashville area with the titans primarily a great show 
based in Nashville. Encourage you to check it out. And friends of the program, we appreciate their input on Tennessee's big win in SEC play last night. That wasn't the only big SEC win of the top 25 teams as LSU won against Georgia 92-82 in Baton Rouge, Tennessee. Uh, LSU, rather, is ranked number 25 in the country currently. So the two teams in the top 25 in the SEC that played on Wednesday both escaped with wins. Now back to Vanderbilt for a second. It was announced this week that their point guard, Darius Garland, is leaving the program and he hopes to get in the NBA draft. He had a gruesome knee injury and it ended his freshman season really when it started back in November. He's projected as the number seven overall pick in the ESPN NBA draft analysis from insider Jonathan Giovanni. And in his mock draft, that's where he said, so this guy, Darius Garland, who I don't even know if he played in a real game for Vandy, he's a six foot two guard and he was the nation's number 14 overall prospect when he came into Nashville, a highly recruited player and Bryce Drew able to get him to come to West End to suit up for Vanderbilt. But unfortunately, and he actually did play in a couple of games. Garland was averaging 16.2 points a game over five games that he played for Vandy when he hurt his knee in a loss to Kent State, and it ended his whole season. But now he's going to take his talent. We hope best of luck to Darius Garland to the next level. Now, what's coming up in the SEC in terms of basketball this weekend? It's a big weekend for the SEC basketball-wise because it's the sec big 12 challenge going on and listen to this lineup of games all over both the sec and big 12 as these teams are matching up not all teams are participating but here's a a look at some of the big 12 sec matchups starting out early on saturday 12 eastern 11 a.m central from oxford mississippi number 24 iowa state is playing at mississippi the land sharks welcoming in the cyclones in that particular matchup of these two conference teams now in waco texas the baylor bears have alabama coming to town florida will also be in texas on saturday they play at tcu the south carolina gamecocks pack their bags and head to stillwater where they face off against the oklahoma state cowboys texas is in athens the horns and georgia play at stegman coliseum on saturday kansas state is at texas a&m west virginia big matchup for them they just beat kansas the other day and now they're going to rocky top to pay they play the Tennessee Vols, the number one team in the country. That game at Thompson Bowling Arena, and that is a four-eastern tip from Knoxville. Oklahoma is going to be welcoming in Bryce Drew's Vanderbilt Commodores. Maybe Vandy will have better luck winning against a Big 12 team. Kentucky and Kansas, what a matchup. It's number nine versus number eight, and that game at Rupp Arena in Lexington. UK and KU should be a great game. And you have also the last Big 12 SEC game going on. Arkansas is in Lubbock to take on the number 14-ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. Also Saturday, non-Big 12 games, LSU is going to be playing Mizzou and the number 16 Auburn Tigers. They've got a top 25 matchup as they'll be going to Starkville at the hump to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are ranked number 22. So an exciting day of SEC basketball on Saturday. Now, Texas A&M Aggies starting quarterback Nick Starkle has announced that he will explore joining another team, and he's entered the famed graduate transfer protocol. He will have two years of eligibility remaining, and he's a third-year sophomore 
from Argyle, Texas, and he opened 2017 season as Texas A&M's starting quarterback, but he played not all that much toward the end of the game as Kellen Mond kind of took over the role as signal caller for Texas A&M. Starkle said in a social media post that he's scheduled to graduate in June, meaning he would be eligible to play at whatever school he can go to this coming season. What a smart kid. And again, six foot three, 218 pounds, Starkle is, and will be able to play right out of the gate. And he doesn't have to go FCS route. Surely there's another FBS program that might give Nick Starkle a look, but he is leaving College Station. Now, let's talk a little college football recruiting, if you don't mind. And Primetime Jr. has announced that he's going to go to Columbia, South Carolina and play for Will Muschamp. We're talking about Deion Sanders' son, who also, like his dad, a cornerback. He's the number 287th prospect in the ESPN 300. And Sanders has announced that he's going to be a South Carolina Gamecock. He committed to Carolina on Tuesday night over offers from Tennessee, Nebraska, Colorado State, and a bunch of others after making his second visit to williams Bryce Stadium over the weekend. And he put a tweet out on Twitter that had the Gamecocks video of committed and a great thing if you're a Gamecock fan to see kind of a primetime junior coming his way. He played in the 2019 Under Armour All-American game And right now, good news for Coach Muschamp. He's trying to fix a lot of his problems on defense, and frankly, his offense could use a little help too. If you're a Gamecock fan, you know what I speak of. Now, the funny thing I can remember to my childhood, when Deion played in Williams-Brice Stadium when he was playing for Florida State, I actually saw Deion Sanders play college baseball and track when he was a part of the Metro Conference. Florida State and South Carolina were both in that conference. And primetime participated in both of those events at the same time because they had the SEC, the, the rather the Metro Conference track relays right outside of where the South Carolina Gamecocks were holding, uh, I guess maybe the Metro Conference baseball tournament. And primetime participated in both the same weekend, probably in 1987, I'm guessing. But yeah, what a talented guy Deion Sanders was. And now the genes are good for his son, Shiloh Sanders, as he's going to have a chance to play college ball in Columbia, South Carolina. Now, Sanders is helping out South Carolina in terms of football recruiting. February 6th is National Signing Day Part 2, and that's the first Wednesday in February. We're less than two weeks away from that. And looking at 24-7 Sports' latest team rankings, for recruiting right now, no surprise, Alabama is number one. They've got 28 commits already in the bank, and they have three five-stars already coming in for Nick Saban. Now, what is a little surprising is that teams two and three are also SEC teams. Georgia is at number two. Georgia has four five-star commits right now, or signees in some cases, as some of these may have signed back in the, uh, in mid-December. And Texas A&M comes in at number three. Jimbo Fisher doing a fantastic job on the recruiting front for Aggieland. Number four is Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, LSU checks in at number seven. That's good news for, for all the Tiger fans. Clemson, by the way, is at number nine in the latest 24-7 recruiting rankings. The Gators of Florida are at number 11. Dan Mullen's got 23 commits. He doesn't have any five stars. He's got 15 four-stars signed up to play football in the Swamp. The Auburn Tigers are at 12. 
the Vols of Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt. He's doing a much better job recruiting that he's been maybe getting wins on Rocky Top. The Vols are at number 16 in the latest 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. Other SEC teams, South Carolina, thanks to Mr. Sanders coming aboard, they are number 21. The Arkansas Razorbacks, who finished dead last in the SEC on the football field, well, they're number 22 in the recruiting rankings. Mississippi State, they're at 23. The Mississippi Landsharks are at 25. And let's see, where the heck is Missouri and Vanderbilt? I don't see them right here. Right, They're not that visible, but they're in there somewhere. That is a quick glance at recruiting. And remember that three SEC teams are dominating recruiting right now. Georgia, Texas A&M, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. But again, recruiting rankings are one thing, and then winning on the field is another and we still have to tip our hat to the Clemson Tigers of the ACC for winning a big win, getting that big win in California just a few weeks ago. Goodness gracious, Alabama. Wow. Okay, we're not going to pile on Alabama. And that is a look at all things SEC sports here in our conference spotlight on this Thursday edition. Well, that will also conclude our y'all show today. Been a pleasure talking all things Southern with you. And we'll be right back here tomorrow with our Friday Free For Y'all and our rewind of a good interview we've done this week and so much more, including hashtag Hullabaloo Friday edition. That's all ahead tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Have a super rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the Purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Unisom presents a bedtime story. A lot of people ask me, Hey Einstein, how do you get all those ideas? My formula is simple. Get a good night's sleep. Because sleep equals dreams. And dreams are where the magic happens. With Unisom sleep tabs, you get to your dreams faster because you'll fall asleep 33% faster. So good night, sleep tight, and keep your dreams alive with Unisom. Versus placebo in a clinical study. Use as directed. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying 
That's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.